Folks, this is the Front Row Material Podcast. You're listening to Mikey and Jerry and Mike Freeland, who's absolutely the author. <laughs> a bartender at the VFW named Mad. What can I get for you? <laughs> Tell him large barn sent you. I can't breathe. <laughs> you know, that, look, listen, you know, that is 100% uh, the most uh, cause of death in Earth. Lack of breath. Everyone dies from lack of breath. <laughs> How profound. Just forget, just forget I'd say that. We went to Twitter and we found out from some people. What were oh, you? Like, where is Twitter? It's out there. It's in social media land. Is that my parts unknown? It's next to truth or consequences. <laughs> Speak to me, warrior. <laughs> I am completely looped. We, we were asking some of our Twitter followers, what are some things you would like to hear oh, Mikey like, and Jerry since- go into? So, Jerry, the first one's going to be going to you. Travel partners. So, travel partners. So, I'd like to know, who did you most like to travel with? I had fun with both uh, Al Snow and uh, Lance Storm. It's very important to find someone you're compatible with on the road so you don't drive each other nuts. But uh, Al was always a blast. He was hilarious. We would turn any gym we went and worked out in into a disco because they'd always have club and music playing. And in between (laughs) sets, we'd start dancing. And uh, except he snored so loud. He was the loudest ever. I would always take a pillow and swing it across and smack him until he'd stop snoring. It felt like I'd had to do that all night long. And Lance, believe it or not, Lance is, you know, he's got a very dry sense of humor, but he's hilarious. And uh, I really enjoyed traveling with Lance. I actually felt sorry for Lance because he was like the father figure and I was like the rebellious child. Well, you said once before to me that when you guys roomed together, that you were the one that was always going out and he was the one that was always kind of just playing it cool in the room. Oh, yeah. He'd be in bed with with a good book and I'd come rolling in at three, four o'clock in the morning, you know. He would, was that? Oh, I'm chiming in finally. Can we, Jerry, do you remember New Orleans? Yes. And going, and we got in, we went out with, it was, it was you and I, and I think Tommy Rogers went out with us. Yeah. I think there was a couple others too. I think so. But I remember, I remember Tommy Rogers who started off the evening very pissed off at us. Yes. <laughs> but we had but I remember, I'm, I remember getting back really, problem. really late. Yes. Communication problem. But I remember getting in really, really late or really, really early. And Lance was already up, waiting, already yes. awake, because you had, were late. He was just—he was standing there, all pissed off, like he was out on the sidewalk in front of the hotel with his suitcase ready to go because he had an earlier flight than us. <laughs> and he was standing there with his arms crossed, with this really disappointed fatherly look. Yeah, I, 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 I go, Jerry. I think Dad is mad at us. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was more or less worried that he was going to make his flight. Yeah. We just misread it. That was a great time in New Orleans because that was the time Tommy Rogers almost got in a fight on Bourbon Street. It wasn't fun seeing Tommy mad that mad. I'd, I'd never seen him that angry before. No, he was very, very angry. <laughs> I remember Jerry, we're walking down Bourbon Street and we're drinking. And next thing you know, all the women are gone. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where all the, all the women go? <laughs> well, I look up at the balcony across the street and there's a guy taking it in the ass up on the balcony. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I look around. We cross over into the into the the gay section, and I'm like, oh, and there's Tommy Rogers in like yellow and black striped workout pants, and and then there's me and Jerry, and I'm going, oh my god, this could end badly. So I I grab Jerry Sanders and turn around and walk with me. 
Don't let go of my hand. <laughs> I'm taken, fellas. <laughs> but yeah, that oh was... my god. Uh... Yeah, that was great. I had never seen him that mad before, so I don't no, know. I think someone else was giving him grief. He, 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 he was he was really cranky the whole day. Well, yeah, you're right. He was a little bit. But... And then, like the communication problem was, I'll just be honest. <laughs> Jerry and I tried. We tried to avoid him, to be honest, because. <laughs> He was just really, he's just in like a really bad mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jerry and I, we just like to goof off and have a good time. So we, we thought that, you know, we hung out with him. It was just going to be like a bad scene, just like miserable all night. But it ended up being you know, a bad scene. It, it almost was a bad scene. And then remember the Atlas security guys came out with us too because they didn't want us going to Bourbon Street by ourselves? I love Atlas. <laughs> I love those guys. Well, what happened was they, they went out with us and when Tommy almost got in a fight with this guy, the Atlas guy came from behind Tommy and, and bear hugged him. But trapped his arms. Oh, so luckily, right. the other Atlas guy that was with us pushed the, the civilian away. And then Tommy turns around and starts getting in the face of the security guy who tried to help him because he, he trapped his arms. And God forbid anything happened. He couldn't he couldn't defend himself. So it was like, oh, here we go. It oh. just got worse. So I didn't know. Maybe this is me being naive. I didn't know there was a, a second half of Bourbon Street that was for, you know, the difference. We didn't either. I had no clue. I've never heard of that before. I like. I don't know if it was like a, a special event going on, or we made a wrong turn, or <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was Halloween, wasn't it? It was Halloween because that was the weekend before the pay per view. We we were all on that float. Oh, right and, on 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 yeah. Bourbon Street, and the, yeah. all of us on this flatbed. Uh, you right. know, up you prayed. They gave us a bunch of these these necklaces and said, "Here." What you do is you, you throw these these necklaces out, and if the girl if you, if the girl shows shows their boobs, you have to throw them a necklace. I'm going well, okay. This is interesting. And we didn't realize that the parade did not start on Bourbon Street. It went down another street a few blocks first before you actually got onto Bourbon Street. So yeah. us idiots, we were throwing everything out of those cases and those boxes of beads and stuff like there was no tomorrow. And by the time we got on Bourbon Street, we were out. And all the people watching the parade were pissed and started throwing stuff at us. Wow. Yeah, that, well, that, they, had, they had beer for us on the back of, the, of the, the flatbed. And I remember Ulf Herman in German yelling at all the girls, Blas my Schwanz! Blas my Schwanz! And I go, what the hell does that mean? He goes, suck my dick! I go, oh, okay. But I remember, uh, I, remember, I remember walking up over the cab and standing on the hood of this truck. And then the guy hit the gas and swerved, and I slipped, and I put my foot through the windshield. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yep, Mikey took a windshield bump. Oh, I remember Tommy going, you broke the truck. <laughs> you passed. That's $500. I go, sorry. <laughs> I would have never thought ECW and a parade float would ever be in the same sentence before. Yeah. Yeah, they never told us, that, look, you, you, you save the, the necklaces for the girls on Bourbon Street. No, we 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 we've thrown our, our beast to the Sea Town talent. <laughs> it's like keep your shirts on, please. So let me ask you this, Mike: Who did you who did you like riding with? Who was fun for you when it comes to riding and traveling? Who had a good time with you outside of Jerry? Uh, I had fun with almost everybody. At first, I was riding with uh, Taz and Polly and Dreamer. That was fun. Just just a learning experience. Just listen to Paul talk it was good. I rode with Cactus Jack for a while. Cactus was great to ride with. Even though he took my Ozzy Osbourne CD and threw it out the window. <laughs> he didn't like Ozzy? He did, but he said he said to me, Mike, he, he wanted me to listen to Leonard Cohen. <laughs> and we're driving down Interstate 80, and he's like, ah, oh, Mikey, look, 
Let's put on a little bit of Leonard Mikey. Let's put on a little bit of Leonard Cohen. We're going to drive down Interstate 80, and we're going to appreciate the beautiful fall foliage. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Like, completely like, this is not my thing. Like, I don't care about the fucking leaves. Like... <laughs> You don't like you don't get into the floral and fauna. No, I don't get into that. And then he's like, "And Mikey, after the show tonight, we're going to drive down to Lancaster County. We're going to see all the Amish people, and we're going to stay at a beautiful <laughs> breakfast." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not." So I said, "So I said, well, let's." So I went into my bag and I got my aging myself now a little bit. I got my Ozzy Osbourne cassette tape and I put it into the into the you know into the radio and it, we're playing it. He goes, Mikey, I just talked about the beautiful fall foliage going down to Lancaster County. So he he takes the Aussie tape, he ejects it, and throws it out the window. They go, wait, what? He goes, Mikey, as a father of two young children, I cannot condone you listening to the likes of the satanic verses of Ozzy Osbourne. And then wow. he put in his Leonard Cohen CD in, in the cassette tape. And I was like, wow, this is Jesus was a sailor. He walked. Upon the water, and I'm like, "Fuck, kill me now, God!" <laughs> yeah, but at the time it was absolutely brutal, you know. But Leonard Cohen died like last year, and I, I said that I heard about it, and all these memories started just falling back. So I sent, I sent Mick a, a text going, "Hey, you know, Leonard Cohen died." I said, "You know, I just want you know that now, 20 years later, uh, you know, I have fond memories when thinking of Leonard Cohen, <laughs> just from that." But, but it, the music is to this day it's brutal. Like I, I couldn't get into it, but. Can you imagine a reality show where Mick actually spent some time with an Amish community? He could fit right in. I think it would work. I, th- I think so. He he can. He's just great that way. Just with people in general, he just seems to be. He just he could just almost assimilate and just kind of you know have a good time with pretty much anybody. He's just he's just that type. He's just that nice of a person. Unless you have an Ozzy CD. Bastard, that cost me six ninety eight at the wall. Or cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> did you remind him that Ozzy's still alive? No, I did ah. not. Oh, okay. But he he called he called my house one time and he uh I'm still living with my parents and he he didn't I don't think he he I don't think he knew that or he didn't know I had my own phone but he called my house one time saying hey Mike it's Mick Foley um I'm gonna pick you up tomorrow at the Babylon train station around ten thirty so uh I'll see you there and by the way Ozzy Osbourne blows dead bears. <laughs> 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 So my, mom, my mom says to me, she goes, um, that Cactus Jack person called? I go, yeah. She goes, you're going to meet him tomorrow at 1030 at the train station in Babylon. Oh, and by the way, I don't appreciate the colorful language you left on my machine. <laughs> I go, what are, you talk- what are you talking about? So I went and listened to it. I go, oh. So I, I said, Mick, just so you know, that's that's my parents' phone line. He's like, oh, what did I say? Oh. I said, yeah, not good. <laughs> So my mom said to me, she goes, I don't want you hanging out with him. He's a bad influence. <laughs> what do you think she'd say if she heard this podcast? At, at this point, at this point, she wouldn't be surprised if anything. Oh, okay. To this day, she still has not seen one single match I've had. Not one. Stop it. Nope, swear to God. Not not a clip, nothing. I don't think my mom ever watched one match either. Is it a situation said, where they just don't want to see you like get hurt or something like that? You think yeah. it's motherly? Yeah. I said, I said to her, I said, Mom, I said, you watched Danny, my little brother, play football in high school, and he got carted off the field and stretched out like three or four times. I said, wrestling's a whole lot safer than that. Oh, yeah, that's why football players are dropping like flies. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Woo. 
But it's, 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 it was pretty funny. Ozzy blows dead bears on my parents' machine. I've never heard someone say blow dead bears. I haven't heard it since. <laughs> All right, Mikey, you ready to, uh, to spin the wheel? I want to call bullshit on this wheel. You don't like because my wheel? Being, being, being that we're ECW, yeah. and we like to be very legitimate and honest with the fans, Okay. I don't have a wheel here in front of me. So when you told Jerry to spin the wheel, yeah. I got very upset thinking to myself... <laughs> fuck is this horseshit wwe nonsense we're faking the wheel spin i know i know i know i know mike you have the wheel i do have the wheel but jerry and i are remote jerry's in tennessee and i'm in pennsylvania and there's no way my arms are not that long and neither are his to spin this wheel all right so i'll spin the wheel for you all right this is this is your turn yeah i'm i don't want i don't want to you know Lie to the fans at all. Thanks, Mikey. Let's I would be the team player and you called me out as a <laughs> Well, Jerry, what look, I, I gotta keep some sem- semblance of order here. <laughs> Charlie Freeland's dropping the ball. <laughs> By the way, Spin I mean, the wheel, make the deal, Freeland. All right, here we go. We're spinning the wheel, and it's going. Let's Two men enter, one man leaves. See leave. where it stops. Oh, ribbed for his pleasure. Oh god. Best ribbers. Well, there was a time Jerry and I was late in the night. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, thought, babe. <laughs> well, you know, I figured, it, well, did I just out myself? No, what uh, ribbed for his pleasure? Yeah, I think you outed yourself when you said you were watching the two guys on the balcony at Bourbon Street. Couldn't help it. This guy had a thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> Rome, rolling pin. Was he like Vir- was he like Virgil? Because I keep hearing things about Virgil and Too Cold Scorpio. Ah, uh, more like a Buddy Lee Parker. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? I'm trying to want to know. All right, ribbed for his pleasure. Who are some of the best? Peewee, don't you want to watch the rest of the movie? I need to watch it, Donnie. I lived it. What? Uh, ribbed for his pleasure. So who, Fuck, who, I got nothing. Who was a good ribber? Who was a good ribber in ECW? Who were some people who were like, they, they fucked up? Oh, people. didn't uh, Al, and, who, Al and someone had a big ribbing war against each other? Who was it? I don't know. I can't remember now. Was it Nova? It might have been Nova. I'm shitting the bed on this. <laughs> didn't someone call Animal Control and say they had a big snake in their laundry room or something or in their washer or something? I can't remember what it was. And so Animal Control showed up at one of their houses, <laughs> and I, maybe it was Al. His wife wasn't too pleased. I don't remember that. Animal yeah, Control? Yeah, something like that. Said they had a, you know, a giant python or something, or boa in their laundry room or something. I can't remember the exact story, but yeah, Animal Control showed up. And I think... I don't know if he did it, but I think Al said that he was going to have a dump truck load of manure delivered to someone's driveway. Oh, I'm trying to think of this rib, but I can't think of any. Did you guys ever uh, fuck with anybody's I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. There was a guy, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but it was when uh, Sean was still a lightning kid and stuff, and uh, he was just a, a heat seeker. And so in the middle of winter, we put Limburger cheese on his engine block. So whenever he turned the heater on, I don't know if you've ever smelled Limburger cheese, but it's the worst smell ever. And so in the middle of winter in Minnesota, you'd have to have your heat on in the car, and you can imagine what happened. I have wow. never, I've never smelled that before, but... Uh, it's bad. Well, one, t- one time we were driving from... This is like more like a, a story, but we were driving from Indianapolis to Wichita, or one of those shitty fucking drives where it was just 
farmland and just flat. And I think Raven was in the car. Chris Chetty, Danny Doring was in the car. I'm not going to put the driver over, but <laughs> he can go fuck his ass, this guy. But anyway, we, uh, we, uh, <laughs> is that the first one I've said? <laughs> it is. Yes. That's disappointing. <laughs> You're keeping how many times have I, once. How many, how many times have I said, you know, this time? Oh, four. Because on the last episode, I said you know about 38,000 times. You did. You did. And, yeah, we're going to have a game on that if it keeps up. Well, but anyway. You're already up to four you knows in one fight, you, so you're way behind. Damn, there goes that bonus I was talking about last week. Right. But we're, so, we're, so we're driving down the, the highway, and this is the most boring ride ever. It's the middle of the day. It's just boring. It's like, ugh. And the driver says, man, this trip's really fucking boring. Why don't we go do something to, light to you know, to make it more interesting? I said, okay, fucker. So I went to my bag, and this is when I was doing the, the whole devil thing with the fire. I take the can of lighter fluid, and I spray it between the, the front seat, the passenger seat, and the driver's seat. And I light it on fire. So we get this, this, this huge what? bonfire in, in the front of the van, go, just fucking between the seats. The driver starts fucking panicking, going, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Taking bottles of water and everything else on there. We, we put the fucking fire out, and it looks down, and there's this big just charred mess on the floor. He's like, what am I going to do? I got to take this back and la, la, la. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't know. I said, you said you want the trip to be a little more exciting. <laughs> well, he goes, we, we stop. And then he goes, he, he takes one of the floor mats. And he takes the floor mat and he takes it and he puts it between the seats. He goes, there, see, look, I took care of it. They'll never know. I go, that's good. Look at the ceiling. We look up and the whole top of the ceiling is just black, melted mess. I go, how you can explain that one? <laughs> That's like Tommy Boy when he when he when he pulls the door off the car. What'd you do? <laughs> How come you pump in the gas? They're all out. All they had was diesel. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Uh, I do have a mischievous side. It, it can't come out on occasion. But that uh, that was fun. Setting the minivan on fire. All right, so I guess I will be the one who uh, who spins this next one. And let's see here. Let's be honest. You spun all of them. I have spun all of them. I'm going to continue <laughs> spinning them. Thank you. You're welcome. Here we go. And it is going... It landed on Cheapest Bastards. So this actually can go for either one of you. Who who do you remember was one of or maybe multiple people who were some of the cheapest people you ever worked with? Well, Cactus was cheap. So what makes someone so, cheap? Let, let's define that first. Short arms and deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> He was uh, almost le- like almost legendary. How you know how I don't want to say cheap. How frugal he was, you know. Well, and God, Jerry. he told me that when he was going to Japan, he'd bring a lot of those metrics shakes. Yep. And that to save money because you know it's expensive to eat in Japan when you're over there for three, four weeks at a time. And he said that it messed up his digestive system because he wasn't eating any solid foods. It was just nothing but those metric shakes. Huh. They were nasty. Oh, they were horrible. It was like drinking spackling. <laughs> I, I remember one time he says to me, he goes, Mikey, I have an idea how we can eat cheap on the road. I go, oh, please, <laughs> you tell. He goes, he goes, how about we we have a little deal with Kentucky Fried Chicken? I go, Kentucky I go, what? He goes, I want to have a meeting with the heads of Kentucky Fried Chicken, especially the ones in Philadelphia. He goes, we can have them create ECWs. I go, what? He goes, Mikey, KFC's ECWs. 
<laughs> I look at him again. I go, I said, okay, KFC, I get it. Kentucky Fried Chicken, I get it. What are ECWs? Mikey. They're extra crispy wings. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, if we can get a deal with Kentucky Fried Chicken, we can probably get a discount everywhere we go. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's fucking genius. Oh, my God. You know, one time, he didn't want us... We, he didn't want to spend money on eight by tens, right? So we're down in Florida and we're wrestling at some rodeo, I think. And before the show, he goes, Mikey, we got to stop at Staples. I go, for what? He goes, I got to get paper. I go, what? <laughs> like, normally when you ride with somebody, hey guys, we got to stop for tape <laughs> or we got to, we got to stop to get something to eat, whatever. But he, he wanted to go to fucking Office Max. I'm like, okay. So he goes and he buys a package of, of eight and a half by 11, you know, Plain paper, you know what I mean? And I go, what? What are you gonna do with this? I have an idea. I said, okay. So we have the match, and he gets color, and he gets a gusher, like not nearly as bad as the as that famous picture from Japan, that deathmatch tournament. But he was fucking br- bright red. Ladies and gentlemen, intermission. Mick Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck will be selling uh, pictures, <laughs> signing autographs. I look at it. I go. He opens up this paper, and I go, what are you doing? He takes his head. He takes his paper. And he slams the paper against his forehead and then gives it to the fan. Next person comes up, another piece of paper against his forehead, gives it to the fan. No. He went over and over and over again. I said, you got to be fucking shitting me. He goes, <laughs> he's selling them? Yeah, like 10 bucks a pop. Oh, wow. I said to him, I said, wait a minute. He goes, Mikey, each and every single one of these pictures is a Cactus Jack original. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, wow. he goes, I spent, he goes, I spent $3 for that entire package of paper as opposed to 98 cents per eight by 10. And I'm going, first of all, I'm going, this guy's fucked up. <laughs> then, I'm thinking, then I'm thinking he is the smartest man on earth because he saw, he must've sold a hundred of them at like $10 oh, wow. a pop. Just, just taking the piece of paper to his forehead. Here you go. And then it would dry and he would sign it. Wow. One of a kind. This is a walking, talking blood bank. Oh, it was great. I I was like in awe of it. I'm going, this is like, this wrestling business is something else. (laughs) You know, because I don't even in the business less than a year at that point. You know, there it is. You know. But yeah, that was was an interesting experience. So on nights like that, did he have to carve a little extra deep or what? Well, him was just, I mean, he could do it like with nothing. Like it was just one of those. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say it was as easy as Ab- Abdullah getting color, but he can was, it like, was it like you with a Dorito chip? <sighs> <laughs> what? Damn you, Jerry, Damn you, Jerry Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. But, yeah, Cactus, he, I remember one time he, he got a deal on about 150 leather jackets with like, from like the late 80s, early 90s with like the tassels hanging down. Right. His leather jackets, right? And I go, what are you doing? He goes, Mikey, I got a good deal on these. I said, what he goes, yeah, it's like $30 a pop. I'm like, okay, but what are you going to do with them? He goes, I'm going to sell them. I go, to who? He goes, the wrestling fans. I go, well, what are you going to sell them for? He goes, Mikey, it's my new business. I go, what new business? He goes, cactus jackets. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He is, he, seriously, he is fucking great. Oh, he is. Like, every time I think of him, I smile. It's great. And if anybody has any one of those bloody pieces of Staples paper signed, I'd love to get a picture of that. So if you could go ahead and take a picture of that and tweet it at us, I would love to see that. I think it was Miami or 
Ocala. It was somewhere down in Florida. Southern Florida. Like a rodeo, I think. That's got to be worth some money now. I would, I would think so. So would he just? Would it be a whole face print, or would it just be like a forehead smash? Just like a, you know, how it, Mike, it was completely random. However, it hit his face. <laughs> sometimes you get a nose. Sometimes you get the eye sockets. Sometimes it's all forehead. It's like a Picasso here. It was amazing. It was, seriously was amazing. Like I don't. This is like just thinking to myself. You know, th- this business is something else. Did you have a room with him? Uh, once or twice. What was he like in the in the, in the bed? No, I, didn't no, no. I didn't mean I didn't mean to go there. I mean, if well, he was too. Well, he was he was he was bigger than me, and I was Twinkie at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that bear Twink porn. But uh, no, he was he was he, seriously he was great. He was great. One time we were riding down the the, the highway with with Pablo Marquez. He was uh. What the fuck was he in? in uh, he was a Puerto Rican in ECW, but then he went to WWF and what the, I forget what the hell he was. He was like the manager for uh, Tiger Alley Singh. Okay, I know who you're talking about. What the hell was his name? But anyway, he was. Uh, we were on our, our way to Pittsburgh, and Pablo's in the back seat. He's going, Cack baby, Cack baby. I'm, I'm the, you know, the, the PPW, you know, Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling Rookie of the Year. And Cack's just like, Oh, Pablo, that's great. No, Cack Baby, you don't understand, Cack Baby, Cack Baby. And the cactus goes, you know, Pablo, I've been called a lot of things in my day. <laughs> cactus, he goes, but I don't really appreciate being called a part of the male anatomy. So you can stop calling me cock now. <laughs> but he says, but anyway, he says, he goes, you know, Cack Baby, I'm, because I'm the champion of PPW, I'm going to be the PWI Rookie of the Year. And, uh, you know, Cack Baby. So Cactus goes, and after about 20 minutes of him rambling on about how he's going to be the PWI Rookie of the Year, he looks and he goes, you know, Pablo, M- Mikey was the ECW television champion. He was the world tag team champions with me, and he didn't win Rookie of the Year. So what makes you think that you're going to be the PWI Rookie of the Year? He goes, well, Cac, baby, because I'm the P- PPW, you know, wrestling, ch- you know, cruiserweight champion. He goes, you see, Pablo, that's great. He goes, so how many people do you think were there the night you won the championship? And Pablo's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, 80, 85. <laughs> and he goes, okay, that's not too bad. He goes, but let's say, let's say each and every one of those people told three people that you were the PPW light heavyweight champion. I goes, okay. He goes, so let's say that maybe on this beautiful planet Earth, 3,000 people know that you're the PPW cruiserweight champion. He goes, oh, that's okay. He goes, you know, Pablo, that's fine and good. So that means you'll have to find one person in every two million people on the planet to find to find someone who knows you're the PPW champion. He's like, no, that's okay. He goes, yeah, but what, Pablo, what you're not understanding is you'll have to find twice as many to find one who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo didn't say two words for, for like four hours, and he didn't mention the word cack again. <laughs> Cack baby. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. He just rolled with this stuff off the top of his head. Who, Cactus? Yeah. Oh, he's un- ungodly creative. I mean, that's why, like, when you see the stuff, the promos he did and everything else, he could just come up with this stuff. You know, we- we'd be riding down the road, and he said, Mikey, there's a little trick that when you start to get tired driving down the road, he goes, you roll down the window a crack, and you stick your fingers out the window, let the cold air hit, it kind of wakes you up. Another trick you can do <laughs> is you can sing every song like Bob Dylan. <laughs> And I go, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, sing it like Bob Dylan. I go, 
That's interesting. <laughs> he go, and he's like, he'll, like, for example, if you want to sing Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got funny games. <laughs> I'm going, wow. And we just started laughing. And it fucking worked. So the next week, he, we, you know, we're driving home. He, he's it's starting to get a little tired. He goes, Mike, I thought of a new one. I go, what do you mean? He goes, as opposed to Bob Dylan, what if we sang every song like Axl Rose? And I go, okay. He goes, in fact, we could just talk like Axl Rose. Like Mikey. <laughs> Please pass me a French fry. Yai, yai, yai. <laughs> well, yeah, he was, he's, oh, he was great. So much fun. And then he had to leave to go to WWF and make a shit ton of money. I remember that last match he had, he, uh, he had a Dungeon of Doom shirt on, didn't he? He had a uh, Dungeon of Doom and then an Eric Bischoff shirt on, I believe he wore. I yes. Guess he, 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 shirts at WWF and F. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of ECF and W, it was WWF and F. <laughs> I was the first victim of the mandible claw. Were you? Really? Yes. Yes. He did it in that match with me. He did the mandible claw. And if you notice, he did a thing where he was supposed to be like disfigured as mankind. Well, that's why he came out to the match with tape on his face, because he wanted to be start the, the seeds of his, his face being fucked up. But yeah, so he gave me the mandible claw first. So it, for the fucking history books, as a little side weird fact... I am the first recipient of the Mandible Claw. And I got it after wrestling 20 minutes in the ECW arena, which was just filth personified. And he took his disgusting ring and middle finger and shoved them down my throat. (laughs) It was disgusting. (laughs) Nasty. How far did he go? What? How far did he go in your mouth? Like down and like under my tongue and like, yeah, it was fucking nasty. <laughs> I would have thrown up all over him. Oh, I was like, oh. He told me he was ready. He goes, Mikey, I found a way to do the mandible claw on house shows without shoving my, my fingers down someone's throat. I go, oh, that's, that's fucking great. I'm fucking happy for you. <laughs> I didn't have that luxury. Now, because he, he found a way he could, he could bend his fingers. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. bend his fingers at the first knuckle. Mm-hmm. And, on you know, on house shows and stuff, it would look like it was he was doing it. Where he could cheat a little bit. But no, I got the full finger, middle finger. I got the tall one deep down my throat. Did he tickle your uvula a little bit? There was no tickling. There was just me just dry heaving. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to call call Earl. (laughs) Good morning. By the way, we're up to 10 fucks. Is this thing on? Ah, uh, yes. All well, right. thanks for coming. I, w- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have too many cactus I don't have cactus story- stories. I only I, I split a room with them one time in Chicago, and that was it. So. I didn't get a chance to be on the road with him much. Oh, uh, he was great. So much fun. He's he's gonna text me now. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. I'm I'm in deep shit. Does he does he follow the podcast? I don't know. You should. Does he follow? He follows you, though, right? Yeah, I could ask him. And he also oh, follows Jerry too. Maybe I could ask him to come on. Yeah, and he, and he can tell you how fucked up I am. I think we all know already. I was going to say. I think we're already. We've already kind of crossed that bridge. Mikey, your reputation precedes you. All right, you ready for me to go ahead and spin this wheel? Is this thing still on? <laughs> sure. Terrible. Jesus. Bueller. <laughs> Fry for Cameron Fry. 
<laughs> Spin the wheel, Mike. All right, I'm spinning it. Here we go where it stops. God bless us all. And it stopped with... So it was 3 a.m. And dot, dot, dot. Whoever would like to take this one. I believe it's Jerry's turn. Oh, That's Lord. Good. <laughs> Lord. Well, you were the one that was saying that you're always out. You're always yeah, rolling right. in at 3 and 4 in the morning. So what, what the hell are you doing? Well, there's... Well, you know, those are fuzzy nights. But uh, I'll never forget, it was uh, at the Holiday Inn in Philly. And back then, you know, everyone was bouncing from room to room. There was usually at least four or five different rooms on different floors that had parties going on. And I walked into, uh, on one floor one time, you could hear it all the way down the hallway. Just this loud noise and stuff and people cheering and whatever. I walked into the room. And, uh, oh, there's a different story. Never mind. It's uh, Danny Doring and Jerry the Wall having a chop contest, and it was one of the most brutal things I had ever seen. Poor Danny, but he took it. He took it like a champ. But man, I it, it was so brutal. And everyone, every time Jerry would lay into him, everyone would just cringe. And I'll never forget that. I'm scarred for life from that. And that's why I'm allergic to chops. I break out in the, a rash that's the shape of a hand. <laughs> I understand. Kid Cash was the worst of those fucking chops. The absolute worst. He hit me in the throat. Then he hit me in, like, the stomach. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I said to him, I said, a, I have a scar on my chest. It's a little round scar, the shape of the tip of his finger. He hit me so hard it tore the skin off my chest. Oh, he kicked the chops. So I said to him, I said to him one time, I said, Dave, I'm going to make a deal with you. No chops. I look over to Jerry. No kicks. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. So we, we worked the match with Davey. No chops, nothing. Perfectly fine. Jerry comes in, kicks him right in the fucking head. <laughs> Davey looks over at me. I look over to Jerry. I go, what? He goes, Jerry goes, oh, maybe for next time. <laughs> <laughs> There was one time, though, Dave always knew he was going to get a receipt if he chopped me. And I'll never forget, one time he just overhand chopped me, and I just looked at him right dead in the eyes, and I grabbed him by the shoulders, and he goes, uh-oh. And I just spun him <laughs> around and lit him up. Oh, I hate getting chopped. I would rather get punched in the face as opposed to getting chopped or slapped. No, I'd rather get punched. I would rather get chopped than get hit with a clutch, though. Well, <laughs> thanks <laughs> You're never going to forgive me for that. No, I, I'll, I'm going to have dementia and Alzheimer's. I'm not going to remember. I'll be like, clutch, clutch, clutch. What the fuck are you talking about? Clutch, clutch, clutch. <laughs> oh, great. So a chopping match with each other in the wee hours of the morning. Now, you knew oh, they, had, they had to have been loaded at that point. Oh, right? of course. Everyone was. But, you know, so they decided to have a chopping contest. And it was one of the most brutal things. i never seen someone's chest look that rough after being chopped. I mean, I don't, it was probably, I don't know how many times, but. Yeah, come three, four o'clock, everybody, everybody was pretty much toasted in some way, shape, or form. So what was the, what was the, the typical thing? Who would get together after a show? Everybody. Was, was there certain groups or was it just everybody would just hang out together? Uh, in Philly, it, in Philly especially, it would be everybody would, you wouldn't necessarily be together, but we all, we all would at one point, first it was the Travel Lodge, the Cylinder of Sin, and then it was the, uh, the, the Holiday Inn over by the, uh, by Veterans Stadium. Was it City Bank? What's it called now? 
whatever in Philadelphia, wherever the Phillies play, that's where over there. And we had the, we had the big bar downstairs, and kind of everybody would kind of make their way down there at some point. So it wasn't like necessarily you were together, but I mean you were bumping into people all night long, like Jerry said, from like room hopping and just walking around and wandering and whatever. You, know, you run into somebody at some point. Anything got to the point where police were recalled? Uh, not that I know of. Not uh, oh, nothing I want to talk about at least. Usually that the police would be called to the shows. Nothing afterwards, though. Yeah, afterwards was nice and easy. That was that was the good time. Yeah. You know, the riot started by the Dudleys and things, right? That was a different story. Was it Ross Graver that the whole police department showed up? I can't remember. Well, there were so many towns like that, but I'll never forget. Something started, and Lance and I, we grabbed our bags. We said, we said, <laughs> we said let's get out of here so we don't get held up, because we still had, I don't know, a couple-hour drive to the next town. and So we walked out the back door. I'd never seen so many police vehicles they had ambulance they had paddy wagons and all the lights were gone it looked like a disco outside it was crazy we had that one ride at that national guard armory at one time where, where balls hopped the rail oh yeah big, yeah big commotion that's what i mean they had you know this was a national guard armory so when the riot started you had like four or five guys lined up in front of the door that had all the weapons <laughs> they were they were they were guarding that door they called the SWAT team, everything else. I'm, I'm looking around going, this is just fucking mass chaos. Like Jerry said, they had helicopters circling above with the, with the spotlights. Lights were everywhere. And I just remember looking to my left and seeing Tracy Smothers say, hold my watch, and shadow boxing with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dog. <laughs> you always knew it was bad when Tracy would take his watch off. Yeah, once he took the watch off, that was it. Hold my watch, man. And then it was over, like, you know, people get arrested and everything, like, no big deal. Tracy puts his watch on, looks at the dog and goes, hey, dog, you changed, man. You changed. <laughs> what the but f- yeah, it got to the point. Well, even, wasn't there one at Staten Island that Dudley started one there? Yes. In that big dome or something? Yep. But it got to the point where if Lance and I were on before the Dudleys, we'd always have to remind each other, all right, hurry up, shower up before the Dudleys get out there so we can get out of here. So you could, you wouldn't get held up, you know, we didn't want to be held up being questioned by the police or anything. We just wanted to get out of there and get to the next town. You wanted to avoid your weekly interrogation? <laughs> yeah. That or, you know, weekly stabbing. Yeah. Well, then then when we had these riots and the cops were coming, half the guys were panicking because all the gimmicks they had in their, in their gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. This one had steroids. This one had pot. This one had cocaine. This one had this. This one had pills. Say, like, oh my god! This one had horse tranquilizers. I mean, you know. Jeez. Were you were you, were you there when uh, they had the, the big brawl happen outside the Philly Arena? Yes, I was there for that. Remember, uh, I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the locker room, and someone came running in, going, "Chris and Tammy are in trouble." So a bunch of us run out there, and I see Chris has Tammy right by her. Right, she's stand, they're standing outside the car with the car door open. And Chris is trying to calm Tammy down. She's crying. And these two guys are walking from the arena to the, wasn't there a sports bar next door? Yes. Like Close to level, it. Just through a yeah. doorway. Right away, I had to go upstairs. And these two guys are walking along the building, going to the bar. And all of a sudden, Tammy goes, it was those two. 
And oh, within <laughs> it seemed like within 45 seconds, it was like there was about six fights going on and people were pouring out of the bar next door. I saw Big Dick Dudley going against the grain, just charging, plowing, chasing someone up the stairs and he's mowing people down. And it was crazy. There was no stop at Alice when he got pissed and had that that, that shoot legitimate Big Dick yeah. Dudley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. He, he You weren't stopping him. No, that was a scary sight, too. Yeah. He was huge, too. Yeah. He was huge. Yeah. But you know what? He was a fucking super cool guy. Super nice. Oh, awesome. Just if there was something going on, and one of the guys was getting fucked up, or something happened, and that, that, that like, switch went off in his head, and he was in fucking kill mode. He was going to stop him. He was, it was good to have him on your team. Yes. Yes. So what do you think stopped him from getting a bigger push? Uh, he fucked up his knee really bad twice. And then that's after that, he couldn't, you know, he, he wasn't the best technical worker as it was. But when he, when he fucked up his knee and then he fucked it up again the second time, I just think that was it. His knee was never going to never gonna really recover. Were you, well, you were there, Mikey, when they threw all the chairs in the ring? Yeah, I was there. What, so what precipitated, what exactly, how, you know, you see on TV, but what exactly precipitated everybody to start throwing the chairs in there? Terry Funk, probably. Oh, they had the public enemy down, and I think Terry Funk just went, chairs, chairs, and, and people just started kind of throwing them. And next thing you knew, I don't, I don't know if he wanted just one or what, what, he, what his plan was. I never really asked him. But next thing you know, like you've seen the clips, it's just the ring just getting flooded with chairs. One hits Terry in the head, and he fucking sells it and falls down. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was intense. Then we did it again in Florida, and the ring collapsed. Where in Florida. With the public, no, 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 the, not the, no, no. I'm getting two stories confused. It wasn't a, it was a public enemy again, but they had people in the ring dancing. Oh, they I called everybody in the yes. ring. So they had the ring was like folded, and this this ring just fucking said, "Fuck you!" It just fucking <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> God, God, we've had some fucking fun. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. Uh, what was it? The Mid Hudson Civic Center? No, up in Marietta, Georgia. What was that? The Cobb County building? Cobb County. When the Dudleys were cutting a promo and the crowd proceeded to throw their beverages in the ring, and it seemed to last forever. I'd never seen so much stuff being thrown into the ring, and it lasted at least, it had to be 10 minutes at least. So that doesn't happen in, that doesn't happen in New York. And, and these were big, like, 32-ounce styrofoam cups full of glass, uh, ice and whatever was in it with it. And when it finally died down, you couldn't even see the canvas. It was so covered with so much cups and ice, and it was crazy. That, that was one bonus of up, up in the Northeast, up in New York. People didn't do that with the beer because you're paying $15 a beer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so they weren't, they weren't throwing it at the ring. That was, were you on that pay-per-view, Jerry, in, in, in Mariana? I was hurt, but I was there watching you remember the entranceway? We had like a hallway, and to get to the entranceway, there was like a window. We had to like climb through the window. Oh, I can't remember that. They had like a like a window. It was maybe like a, a four by six, you know, opening like a window. And we had to, we had to crawl through this window to get into this office in order to get to get to the entranceway. It was pretty ridiculous looking. Like, oh look, they're coming through the curtain. Yeah, no, but it was a, an adventure just getting there. Sounds similar to uh, setting up the ring at the Elks Lodge. Uh, the fire escape. Oh, that was, I fucking, ugh, that was terrible. I felt, luckily at that point, I was more of a, in a supervisory role. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, no, that, that was fucking crazy. They had this be- these beams hanging off the fire escape. You know, these 18-foot beams. You know, they, they have like six foot inside the rails and the other 12 feet are hanging over. Oh, like, oh. At one point, they said, fuck it. They, they, they had a dumpster down the bottom. They said, fuck it, let it fall into the dumpster. Fuck it. So they were just dropping beams off the fucking third story. I don't blame them. That sucked. That really was the worst. Would you like an update on your uh, on your fucks for this episode? Sure. You're up to 15 so far. Oh. 15 to 50 minutes is not bad. Yeah, he's doing better than I thought. I'm, Jerry, I'm tr- I know, Jerry, you're not a big fan of me cursing. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing everything I can to be somewhat mindful of it and to not... Mikey, like- you just be you. I just have to work on mine because I went through a whole phase where... If my daughter caught me cursing, I'd get a pinch. So, oh really? And she can pinch hard. And you know, I wanted to set a good example for her too. So, I think I never curse in front of the kids of my parents ever. I try not to. I'll slip to the damn it, damn it, once in a while. But if I'm like by myself, or if I'm just like no kids or no parents around, I'm just like in the end of fall. Who was just the most foul-mouthed person you would say you guys worked with in ECW? Just every other word. Mike. Me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody, really. It's just, yeah, it was. It's, it's just, I don't know, the industry maybe? Because when I was in construction, everybody, you know, same with wrestling, everybody. It's just one of those things, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, some guys, some guys weren't bad. Like, I don't, I don't recall Lance cursing too much. No, no. No, every now and then he get like you get like an ass out of him, right? Right. <laughs> but no, everybody else pretty much it was like whatever. Sabu likes to say fuck, fuck him, fuck you. Although I I do got to say I think it was worse when I was doing construction. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. <sighs> All right, the last uh, the last thing on here on the wheel. Shall I spin it? Roll it. All right, here we go. Oh God, my my chair is squeaking. Oh, I was going to say we can. Uh, that's fine. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Jer- Jerry hasn't started like tapping his leg yet, or take a drink of his water yet either. Jerry, are you oh. thirsty right now, Jerry? I am because I drank my whole bottle of water already. Oh, it's gone. You got to pace yourself. I know. I don't want to have to go. Oh, okay. I got to go pee. Do you-, you should. Yeah, I could just bring my iPad with me. I hear the acoustics are really good in the bathroom. Yes, I sound great. I sing a lot of Cohen in there. <laughs> this toilet is amazing. It sucks up all the water. Now you're sounding like Will Ferrell doing uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Hello, I'm Robert Goulet. Or that's who it is, Robert Goulet. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. So I don't care if he's the notorious big Kenny Croon. <laughs> Papa, I love it when you call me big. Papa, that dress is so scandalous. Sorry. Sorry, I started that. <laughs> you did. Oh, look, a big horn. <laughs> All right, it's, it's, it's stopping here. I don't know if you heard it, the, 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 the spinning of the wheel. It has already stopped, and it is on smelliest experience. Smelliest experience. I got this. I could be in the ring. It could be out of the ring. Smelliest experience. Well, usually anytime you're on a three-week tour of Japan, you had the few guys who just refused to wash their gear the whole trip, and that got pretty bad. But I, I did a... It was probably in the last 
the four years that I wrestled, it was a small indie show in the middle of Alabama on the top of some mountain at some old community center. And the guy I wrestled, I won't say his name. I mean, no one would know him anyway, but uh, his wrestling gear resembled what a roadie, like a very dull rodeo clown. These dirty, filthy coveralls with a shirt underneath it, not even bright colors or nothing. And they looked like a pair of old boxing boots that had duct tape wrapped around them, holding them together. And his hair looked like he hadn't showered or washed his hair in a month. It was that greasy. It was just disgusting. And every time he'd put his hand hands, one on my head and one under my chin to pick me up, his hands smelled like urine. It, I was just so skeeved out. I just couldn't wait to get out of there. And, of course, there wasn't any showers in this building. But I always kept a towel and a bottle of alcohol with me anyway. But it, it was, I never experienced anything like that where someone's hands actually smelled like urine. Oh, that is so gross. It was. It was. I'm is hygiene still- an issue in wrestling? Yes. It is. There, there was one guy. It should be. I was teach that to all the new wrestling students. Okay, day one, we're going to learn about taking a fucking bath. (laughs) It's like Andy Kaufman in Memphis. This is a bar of soap. Not soap, (laughs) but soap. That's freaking great. There was a guy. There was a guy. Farm in the farms, duh. <laughs> that sounded almost like Goofy from Mickey Mouse. Ah, oh boy, how you doing, pal? <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. Uh, what were you to say? I have no idea. Okay. Well, we gotta wrap this up. We do. Yes. Okay. You gotta get ready for bed. Yeah. Yes, because you gotta be up at what? Four. Four. At the butt crack of dawn. Well, the butt crack's not even getting out of bed at four, so. And you, have, you, you haven't seen it because I covered up my camera and my iPad, the little sticky note. Um, just in case. No, my daughter's opened the door a couple times and pointed at her wrist. <laughs> so. You're getting Gee. the sign. Yes. No, she, she wants the guinea pigs out. <laughs> no. Well, well, you're right. She might. Well, she wanted them in there, but maybe she's having second thoughts. Yeah, they're so noisy. Yes, they are. All right. Before we put a good old bow tie on this one, anything else you guys want to share this week? Anything that's on your mind? Anything at all? Um, What's on my mind? I don't know. A lot of things. There's a lot of things on my mind, but the, the problem is by the time I realize what, what the fuck I'm thinking about, they're gone already. What about you, Jerry? Um... Well, Anything interesting you've heard from people that have contacted you on Twitter? I, uh, I haven't had much of a chance to really. I've had some hit me up where you know with pictures of that they'd taken with me years ago and stuff. So that's nice. Brings back some memories. So, like I said before, it's just nice, you know, that they remember and that they like your work because you always think out of sight, out of mind. Indeed, I have nothing going on till December. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you do. Oh, I do. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanksgiving I weekend. Wrestlecade. Oh, that's so. I have nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing fucking going on until November. <laughs> the end of November. And Wrestlecade is going to be where this year? 
Uh, Winston-Salem, I think. Yes. North Carolina. So if you yeah. want to see Mikey Whipwreck, make sure you get your tickets to WrestleCade. Yeah, I know these. That, I'm WrestleCade that, that weekend. Then December first. De- December first, I'm in like Chipotle, Ohio, or something for Bobby Fulton. Chipotle? <laughs> no, he's in Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, Chipotle, Ohio. What the what, what the fuck are you talking about? That's how I remember it. Chipotle, Ohio. Yeah. Well, what's it called? It's called Chillicothe. Like I said, I'll be at Chipotle, Ohio. <laughs> on December 1st. December 8th, I think I might be in Philadelphia for a uh, WrestleCon or something. Some sort of something. And then December 16th, I'll be up in Toronto for Greek Town Wrestling. And I believe my good buddy Tajiri is going to be there. Ooh. Nice. What could happen then? I don't know. Okay, Fabe, the English. He doesn't speak English. He does, too. No, he doesn't. Well, if you're wanting to go ahead and get some merchandise from uh, Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn, you guys can cruise on over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Go ahead and click in that eyeglass, and you can go ahead and type in Mikey Whipwreck. He's got all his designs there. Jerry Lynn, you can do the same thing for that. And you said, Jerry, you got another design that's going to be coming out soon? Yeah, I've got uh, two designs. One's going to be uh, um, from when I repped all in. Uh, it's going to be the new Ref and Show shirt. And then I got another one that's for uh, people who are comic book fans. So it should be out soon. Nice. And if people want to reach you, Mikey, do you know your Twitter handle right now, if I asked you? No. I don't. It's Mikey Whipwreck underscore. Yeah, a little underlined thing. And then the little underlined thing. Jerry, can you tell people your Twitter handle? Yes, I can. It's Jerry Lynn. Nice. Simple. Well, it must be nice to have a fucking name that's so short. <laughs> yeah, but your autograph's a lot shorter. That's because my name is so fucking long. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Guys, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at Front Row. See, that one's nice and easy. FRM Pod, right? FRM Pod, yep. Yeah, follow my, Mikey Whipwreck underline thing. Yes. Ellipses, whatever the fucking. It's not an ellipses. I didn't even know what ellipses was. I'm downloading music on iTunes. I'm downloading music on iTunes, and I go, "Where?" She goes, "Dad, it's by it's by the ellipses." Go the what? Dad, the she looks at me and goes, "Ellipses," and I go, "I see your lips. What are you talking about?" She goes, "The three dots, Dad. It's called an ellipses." I go, "I didn't know that." She goes, "Dad, I'm eight. Does she realize you call a town Chipotle, which is a restaurant? I guarantee if you if you show her a map, guarantee I'll put money on it right now. And you say, hey, daughter, how do you pronounce this? She will say chill a coffee. She probably will. Chill the, chill the coffee. I prefer my coffee hot. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week on Front Row Material.